What's up, everyone? I want to tell you about a car that you are going to love. Check it out. The all-new Hyundai 2024 Santa Fe is equipped with everything you need to break free from the dull work week and embark on an adventurous weekend with your family. The all-new Hyundai Santa Fe's features like available H-Track all-wheel drive, standard third-row seating, I love that, available dual wireless charging pads, ensure that you can take on any adventure. So let's say you're ready to take the family on a camping trip or something like that. The Santa Fe is perfect for you. You've got all-wheel drive. You can load everyone up in the third row. It's time to start being adventurous, and you need the right car, and that's the Hyundai 2024 Santa Fe. Learn more about the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe at HyundaiUSA.com. Call 562-314-4603 for complete details. This is Fantasy Football Today from CBS Sports. On his way to the end zone. I'll tell you what, that was a spectacular play. It's time to dominate your fantasy league. What a play! Off to the races! Some combination of Adam, Dave, Jamie, Heath, and Ben. Got any plans for Sunday? Yeah, it's football time. One last time until the fall. Adam, Dave, Jamie, and Heath, all four of us here to take a look at Super Bowl 56, give you our predictions, give you some fantasy talk, some notes you need to know getting into the game here, uh, bets, all those types of things. It's our big Super Bowl 56 preview. Yeah! All right. Yeah. Who's... Level of excitement for the game, just the way you think it's going to play out. You know, some some games you're more excited about than others. Jamie, zero to ten. Ten. It's a Super Bowl. Oh, I knew I, I knew we were going to get. I think probably all. Dave is going to answer that as well. Heath will give a. a I'm not going to answer ten. More cynical answer. All right, what do you got? I'm not. A, I'm not at ten. Okay, where are you? Seven. I'm excited for the game. Okay. Looking forward to it. Heath. This is the least excited I've been for a Super Bowl in three years. <laughs> <laughs> there we go. Do we think it's going to be a good game? Uh, do we think yeah, it's going to be a? I do. do. we think it's going to be a great game? I'd be surprised by great. I think we saw that three weeks ago. All-time Super Bowl, probably not. Good that you'll remember it five years from now. Yes. I can't remember what the score was that I predicted for Rams Buccaneers um, three weeks ago, a month ago. Um, but I know it was a blowout, and that's kind of how I feel about this game too. I think the Rams defensive line is just going to dominate the Bengals up front. I was looking at some notes from last year. I wanted to find the stat. Patrick Mahomes was pressured 29 times. That was the most in Super Bowl history. There was another part of that stat, though, and it was, I, I want to say they blitzed four or five times in the entire game. Uh, the other thing I, I saw, though, was that the Chiefs used their, this is last, last year's Super Bowl, they used just five linemen on 92% of their dropbacks, according to Next Gen Stats by Zebra Technologies. I'm just reading straight off of notes from a year ago. Uh, hopefully the Bengals have a better game plan than that. The Chiefs just did not adjust last year. They used five linemen on 92% of their dropbacks, and it led to the most pressures of a quarterback in Super Bowl history. When you say five linemen, you mean no blocking tight end? Like strictly five guys up front? That's what the Chiefs used just their five linemen on 92% of Mahomes' dropbacks. Okay. I don't so they didn't leave a back end to protect. They didn't leave a tight end in to protect. But if they're wow. only rushing four, I mean, that doesn't necessarily mean they should have 
adjust. You shouldn't have to. Yeah. Yeah. But if you're getting, if you're getting your butt kicked every snap. Well, I mean, you know, they were, they were, they were stuck, you know I mean? They're stuck with backups. That's true. Yeah. Yeah. That's a, that's a tough, I think that makes a good point too. That's a tough thing. Like if you're getting your butt kicked with four against five, you're going to leave a sixth in as well and now have fewer guys out in the route. Right. Right. Um, well, if the six is a running back, if it's a running back, I don't know if I necessarily have a problem with it because the running back could always chip and then go out in a route. Mm, chips. Uh, the other note I wanted to bring up from last year, this mm. one's just fun. Yeah. Chris Godwin, Mike Evans, and Antonio Brown combined for 62 yards and a touchdown. Travis Kelsey and Tyreek Hill combined for 206 yards and Tampa Bay won by 22 points. So you just, you never is know. Is this the, the, the last year's no, Super Bowl? No, we're moving on now. We, we're okay, we're moving on now. I just, just, wanted to find, just wanted to find some fun things. All right, so one quick new, uh, news item. Jacksonville's hiring Press Taylor as their offensive coordinator, but Doug Peterson. You, you should just go look up stats from when the Ravens beat the Giants in Super Bowl. <laughs> <laughs> throw some stuff right. in. <laughs> Press uh, well, Taylor. Well, I, you know, look, obviously I brought up the uh, the pressure thing for a reason because we, we think. How many times did the Ravens pressure in that game? <laughs> Carry How many offensive points from the Giants in that game? Oh, boy. I don't know. Three. I think. Three? Um, all right. So, anyway, Jacksonville hired an offensive coordinator. It doesn't matter because Doug Peters is going to call the plays. Right. And uh, Aaron Rodgers won the MVP for the second straight year. All I right. think he's staying. Oh. I think it's retirement or, or Green Bay. From what he said last night. I don't care about that. I want to talk about last year's Super Bowl. But for this year's Super Bowl, <laughs> are there any, Heath, are there any fantasy angles you're looking at in this game? Anything that might actually change your outlook for fantasy going into next year? Um, I think the, the main one is Cam Akers. Does he, does he break a couple of long runs? Does he maybe have some actual success on the ground? Is he more efficient than Sony Michelle? Um, all of those things would make me feel better about Cam Akers in round two next year. If we have another game where he goes 13 for 39 and and Sony Michelle goes six for 40 or something, then I think we'll have plenty to talk about this offseason. The other one would be Odell Beckham. I think like if the Bengals just make every effort to take away Cooper Cup and Beckham has one of those big blow-up games, then it could really impact his free agency and it could impact his ADP next year. Jamie, how about you from a fantasy standpoint? What are you looking at? Or did I Heath mean, take it? You know, Heath, Heath nailed the two most uh, you know, prominent ones. Um, I think, though, it, it's going to be interesting to see if, if Akers you know, doesn't have a big workload because of the shoulder or, or whatever the reason, how that may sway some things the other way. Because Michelle's a free agent, you know, so I don't, I don't expect him to be back. I, I can't imagine that that's a position they're going to invest in after having Akers back, still having Henderson under contract. You know, Michelle probably earned uh, more money than the money they want to give him. So, you know, that's that's a uh, an interesting one uh, or, or the, the scenario there. And then, you know, I, I think from the 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 Beckham situation, you know, he nailed it that, you know, where does he go? Because <laughs> unless they make the decision to bring him back as a very expensive third receiver uh, with Woods returning and Cup obviously being Cup, uh, that's the, the you know, kind of he, he's it's probably his last hurrah with the Rams. Um I, I kind of want to see, you know, if uh, if Higgins has another big game, you know, we, we've had this conversation, you know, Adam, you weren't a part of, both Adam and Dave weren't a part of uh, when we went, did our projections for 2022 with Heath and, and Chris mm-hmm. and and the conversation where it went with T. Higgins, where Chris is very high on T. Higgins, has him as a top 10 receiver. And I don't think that's like so crazy. Um, I, I know when, when we talked on Monday um, and Dave said, 
and I think reflects more of where Heath has him in, in the teens. I think that's where most people are probably approaching T. Higgins. But if he has another, you know, six for 90, scores a touchdown, uh, you know, and you kind of take a look at really what the body of work was for him this season, if, if it's another big game, should he be closer to 10? Should he be closer to being in the top 10, especially, you know, with where Mike Evans is with, with a new quarterback, where, um, you know, some of the, I, I don't want to go through every example, but where some of these other receivers are and, and what he is tied to that quarterback and for how long he's going to be tied to that quarterback. It's, it, it, might be, it might be something that Chris is, is ahead of, and rightfully so. Dave, any other fantasy storylines? Hello, the quarterbacks. This is going to be their lasting impression going into the offseason. And I know that Burrow is the hottest name right now, and I'm sure there are people that have designs on making Burrow their fantasy starter next year. But if he goes out and he lays an egg in the Super Bowl against a tough matchup, then I think some people will have some reservations about doing such a thing. Same thing with Stafford. Uh, Maybe not the same thing with Stafford. It might be the inverse with Stafford because I don't think anybody's looking at Stafford as a guy they got to get in fantasy. There isn't as much hype around him. They know what they get with him year after year. But if he goes out and he has a monster game, well, then then people might say, hey, Matthew Stafford's someone that I wouldn't mind having as my fantasy quarterback. It might even make a push to make him my mid-round QB. I'll let everybody else in my league take quarterbacks early on. I'm going to target Matthew Stafford in the middle rounds. And the reality is that they're going to be able to do that anyway. But people might be more focused on Stafford if he wins the Super Bowl, gets the MVP, makes the Hall of Fame, et cetera, et cetera. (laughs) The one other point that I'll tell you about Beckham, we're thinking it's a sure thing that Robert Woods will be back in L.A. And I know that they love Robert Woods. There's no question about it. But they save $10 million bucks against the cap if they cut him after June 1st. And he's 30 years old coming off of a torn ACL. So it would be cruel, but they could possibly look at Odell as an upgrade over Robert Woods at this point. Odell doesn't do all the same things that Robert Woods does, but Woods doesn't do some of the things that Odell does. That'll be an interesting question for the Rams to deal with after this game. I, I they, go could back keep to all, they could keep all of them. I mean, they're going to have the money for it because they're they're losing Deshaun Jackson. The Jared Goff's contract comes off the books. They're going to have probably some decisions to make at the offensive line. And so uh, I think I saw something like they're going to get like $30 million in cap space, uh, you know, from the guys, the contracts that are, that are coming off the books from this year. So they could conceivably keep all of them, uh, which would be probably a little frustrating for even mm-hmm. Cooper Cup, but for Woods and, and Beckham, certainly. Uh, but that was their plan. I mean, you know, we don't know how this would have all played out had Woods stayed healthy because it was two days after acquiring Odell Beckham, uh, Woods tore his ACL. So okay, I'm seeing something completely differently. I see that they're 15 million over the cap without Jackson, without Goff. Um, I don't and know, I'll see if I find the story that I saw. I right, but I'm I'm looking at overthecap.com. Stafford's got a 23 million dollar cap savings if they cut him. They're not going to do that. Um, they're, they're deep in the hole with Ramsey, with Aaron Donald, with Cooper cup, with Leonard Floyd. I don't think they're going to cut any of those guys. Andrew Whitworth comes off the books. That's 15 million right there. So they're immediately out of cap hell if Whitworth retires, but they save plenty of money. If they let go of Robert Woods, they save a little bit more with guys like Ashawn Robinson, Tyler Higby could be a cap casualty. Mm, They've got some work to do, but they're not in such bad shape. Heath, what did you want to go back to? I want to go back to the the, the gap um, in the quarterbacks that Dave suggested about how people are, and I think it's probably right in terms of perception, but in terms of rankings and projections, I'm like probably going to have these guys back to back. They're going to be Stafford. Like they're almost exactly the same guy for me. They were almost exactly the same guy this season. I think Stafford was at 24 fantasy points per game. Burrow was at 23.8. 
And so I, if that's true, that there's a big gap in their ADP or a big gap in their project or the interest in people having them, I am going to draft a lot more Matthew Stafford than Joe Burrow this year. Uh, Rappaport on January 30th. The contracts of the salaries of Jared Goff, Todd Gurley, Michael Brockers, and Deshaun Jackson come off the books for 2022, clearing $39 million for the Rams. Okay. Uh, okay. I, yeah, I think that's, yeah. I, I, he, I think both I, things. I think he worded that poorly because that doesn't make right. them $39 million under the cap. Right. No, but it clears off the, the salaries off their books for next right. season. Right, but what I'm looking at already had those salaries off the books. It doesn't really matter. It doesn't matter. They, they're not. They're not like the Packers or the Saints, where they're just going to have to make some really difficult choices with their cap. Uh, by the way, I think when you look at Burrow versus Stafford, the rushing yards are are a question here because Stafford is you know one to two rushing, maybe four rushing yards per game. This year he was one point three. Usually he's three to four rushing yards per game. Um, am I seeing that right? Or no? I'm sorry. I'm looking at uh, per carry. Well, yeah, he, he had was, 43 rushing yards in the season, so I think you're pretty much right. Uh, this year, yeah, he he's better than that in previous years, but um, that he was seven rushing yards per game in 2020, 8.3 in 2019, but this year only 1.3 rushing yards per game. That's pretty interesting, actually. It's a huge drop. But uh, Burrow, I think, has a lot more rushing potential. We didn't really see it this year until late in the year, but I do believe that the ACL injury had a lot to do with that because he ran, uh, he averaged 14 yards per game as a rookie, and he, I think he ran a little bit in college too. So, did, I mean, does that does that factor in here? Especially if you see, if you see, you know, a, a thirty rushing yard performance in this Super Bowl, as he's running for his life or something like that. You know, I mean, does that Heath does that factor in when you look at Stafford versus Burrow? I think I think that the case for that would be that Burrow could run more now that he's a year removed from the injury and that they protected him this year and didn't want him to run very much. And maybe we'll see him be a little bit more mobile next year. And I, th I think that would be the case for Burrow being better than he was this year. But I, and I've talked about this for the last week and a half, but the case that Bur Burrow is probably going to need that to be as good unless they see a big increase in volume because his yards per attempt and his touchdown rate are almost certainly going to regress from this year. Yeah, he was basically the best passer in football. He was rated that way by Pro Football Focus. He was first in a lot of you know big time statistical, statistical categories. He was the most accurate quarterback. Uh, so great year for Burrow. And let's get into some fill in the blank for Super Bowl Fifty Six. First, I do want to tell you about uh, our schedule for next week. On Monday night, or on Sunday night, rather, we're going to recap the Super Bowl for FFT and 5. That'll drop in both feeds, FFT and 5 and Fantasy Football today. Monday, we'll have the full Super Bowl recap, plus outlooks for the Rams and the Bengals in 2022. Tuesday is going to be buy or sell for some 2021 second-half finishes. I'm sure we'll talk about DK Metcalf on the bad end, and who's on the good end? Who jumps out as having a great finish? Uh, Rashad Penny? I'm going to stick with Hunter the Seahawks. Hunter Renfro? Sure. Uh, Thursday, we're going to find 10 crazy stats from 2021 and talk about them on Thursday's show. So we'll have three full-length episodes for you next week. And uh, yes, get excited. The Early Edge is your go-to source for all things gambling, and that's ahead of the Bengals-Rams and all throughout the year. Early Edge is a great podcast from Sportsline. you got Sportsline's top handicappers going live every day to bring you information about the latest line movement and their favorite picks and props for the Super Bowl. And they're going live two hours before kickoff on Sunday to dish out and recap all their favorite bets given throughout the week. So join the Early Edge watch party as our guys give live betting analysis and up-to-date in-game wagers. Tune in at youtube.com slash sportsline. 
two hours before kickoff on Sunday. YouTube.com slash Sportsline, the early edge. They're live throughout the game as well to give you live bets and things like that. Let's do some fill in the blank. Okay, the Rams will win the Super Bowl if blank, Dave. The Rams will win the Super Bowl if they can emulate what the Bucs did to the Chiefs last year. They can get pressure with just four guys up front consistently and uh, turn Joe Burrow into a scaredy cat. Jamie, the Rams will win the Super Bowl if blank. The Bengals bus doesn't leave the hotel. Um, oh, <laughs> interesting. Wow. Uh, no, I mean, the Rams will win the Super Bowl if Stafford plays the way he's been playing in the playoffs. Defense continues to show up. And they find a way to get some more consistent uh, opportunities on the ground. Heath? Uh, I'm going to be simpler. The Rams win the Super Bowl if they don't turn the ball over. That's a big deal for yeah. them. Yeah. His interceptions, it's just sometimes he just has these really bad games, Stafford. Yeah, just gets kind of loose with the ball. I sometimes it's really good games, and he just makes two insanely um, not smart plays. Like, When's the last bad game, though, since that Ravens game? No, he's been on fire. He's got one interception in the playoffs. Sure, but the Rams haven't played a clean game since when? What does that mean? A no, inter- no turnovers? No turnovers. No, you know. Probably Arizona. Back three and outs or anything like I that. I mean, they beat yeah. the crap out of Arizona in the wild card game. Well, that was his interception, though, right? Didn't he throw a pick in that game? No. No, he did against the... Uh, he only I threw 17 passes. He th- he no, he threw only one interception. It was against the 49ers. And uh fumbles. He didn't he has not fumbled in the playoffs. He has not fumbled. No, but they had the games. botch snap against Tampa mm-hmm. and Akers fumbled twice against Tampa. It's not about Stafford. It's more about just the team in general putting together a clean, smooth game. I haven't seen that. Okay. Except Arizona, you've seen it. Okay, how about... before then, they didn't have a lot of them. Yeah, Cincinnati will win the Super Bowl if, Heath. Cincinnati will win the Super Bowl if. Um, they can... Uh, the Rams do turn the ball over. <laughs> exactly, exactly. <laughs> well, what do the Bengals need to do other than force turnovers? I don't, like... I really don't think if the Rams play their best game, the Bengals can win the Super Bowl. I think the Rams oh. are considerably better than the Bengals. So, okay, so let's rewind to two weeks ago. What happened? The Chiefs didn't play their best game? The, um, the Monstars stole the talent of Patrick Mahomes at halftime. The Chiefs were up 21-3 to at halftime. They were destroying Cincinnati. Cincinnati dropped eight into coverage, rushed three. It was brilliant. The defensive coordinator did a brilliant job. The Chiefs didn't adjust. And the Bengals made some great plays in the second half. But, like, I don't think... If I mean, I'm well, I'm just saying, I, I mean, let's, let's give them but a little like, bit honestly, of credit. If we were doing a power rankings of the team a month ago or two weeks ago or three weeks ago, the Bengals were not in the top five of that power rankings ever. Nobody, like, I know they've won some games and they've been hot and they might stay hot and win one more, but I just don't, they're not near as good as the Rams. It's the turnovers. It's all about the turnovers. I mean, they turned over Ryan Tannehill three times. The two interceptions against Mahomes, you know, both those games on the road, they've have they have more interceptions than touchdowns allowed passing wise, and so you know their secondary is playing great. And can they could can they do it one more time? Can they get to Stafford and rattle him? Can they protect Burrow? I mean, it's it's been kind of their formula for success so far. It's not like they're running the ball very well. Well, I, mean, I wouldn't say it's their formula for success because they gave up nine sacks against the against the Titans, and they still won. 
they've been able to overcome their deficiencies. I think their formula for but success. They protected him great against the Chiefs. Yeah, I think their formula for success is Luana Rumo is making incredible halftime adjustments. It's the last. Check out That's this it. stat. Their last eight games. Heath mentioned it against the Chiefs, but since their bye, in their last eight games. They are tied for fourth, all in the second half. Second half stats. Tied for fourth in sacks, fifth in points, and eighth in red zone defense. That's from The Athletic. And meanwhile, you've got Sean McVay, who's lost one game in his career when he's leading at halftime. And that was week 18 against the 49ers, an overtime loss. So they're making great defensive adjustments. It's Well, yes. Um, They've won three playoff games, each by one score. And they've turned the ball over twice, and they've generated seven turnovers. Like, mm-hmm. that's that's it. If the turnover battle's even, even they might lose all three of those games. Mm, maybe I don't. I don't know that we're giving them enough credit. You're yeah. not. We're not. Okay, go but, ahead, Dave. Tell no, me the, why the Bengals are are better than he thinks. The that they play great as a team. They are schemed very well. They're very willing to drop a bunch of guys into coverage and to make it hard on a, a team throwing the football. And the question becomes: Are the Rams going to not make the mistake that the Chiefs made? And are they going to be willing to run the ball? And if they are willing to run the ball and they can do it more effectively, and I think we can all agree that they have the opportunity to be more effective and efficient than they have been against the 49ers and the Bucks and those tough run defenses then the Rams should be able to find a way to win this game in the second half and fend off Cincinnati, who certainly is a second-half team. I'm sure their offensive stats in the second half are also very good. They adjust well on offense in the second half. So I I think that they're well-coached, and I think that they play very well cohesively. When it comes to defensive scheme, they can play it all. They can do everything from man to all the different variations of zone, whereas the Rams are far more comfortable playing that zone coverage defense and I think that makes them less predictable and a little bit tougher to beat. They've been outgained in total yardage in every single playoff game they've played so far. They've right. Their opponents have more first downs than they do. Okay. Like It's just the turnovers. But it's also, they have Jamar Chase, they have Joe Mixon, they have T. Higgins. Jamar Chase shows up in the total yards, everything that he does. Yeah, I don't know, man. I, I think you're I think you're missing the the Bengals magic here. I the Bengals magic is that they're getting turnovers and not turning the ball over. Well, it, I mean, it's also you mentioned it. Joe Burrow's had a magical season, you know, so he's got to have that one more time. He's got to avoid the turnover. You know, he had two interceptions against the Titans. Thankfully, they got three from Ryan Tannehill. So, you know, can he avoid making mistakes, which so far he's been pretty good at? Can they protect him? Can they, you know, get to Stafford and make make him into uh, that turnover-prone quarterback that we saw at times during the season. Now, he hasn't really had that at home. I think he's got seven interceptions at home uh, in 10 games, so he's been better there. That's their building. Are they going to be able to stop the run? Both sides, really. I mean, you know, we haven't really seen dominant running performances from either team in a long time. It's been since November since uh, Joe Mixon had over 100 yards rushing. He's been great catching the ball, but we have, we've, we've seen the Rams run struggles. Now, granted, that's Tampa Bay and, and San Francisco back-to-back in the playoffs, and Arizona's run defense was pretty good as well. But it's going to come down to who makes the more, who makes the most mistakes. It, it's it's just that simple. You know what? Uh, I, I in the second you, half of games, Adam. Yeah. Second half. This is the regular season and postseason combined. The Bengals are third in offensive points scored per game mm. in the NFL. They are uh, fourth in yards per play, five point nine five. Sixth in yards per game, and this includes overtime. They are 
uh, 29th in sacks per pass attempt, 28th in interceptions. They are a much, much better. Oh, and they're second best in fourth down conversions in the second half. So I think this is just the game won't get really started until you come back from watching that dope halftime show and uh, we, we settle in for the last two quarters of football. That's when the game begins. Unless, unless the Rams just have a huge lead by that point, then it's done. Like 21-3? No. <laughs> yeah, but this, this is a different defense and a different coach. That, and okay. you have to wonder, I mean, how, how good is the Rams' defense? Because they're 15th in points allowed. And no, Heath, I don't know if that includes the Matthew Stafford pick sixes, and it's a great question. They're seventh in yards per play allowed, which is really good, but it's not first. It's not second. It's a, it's a great defense, and it's a tough matchup because obviously the Bengals' offensive line is, is a big weakness. And the, I just saw a stat on HQ this morning. Since the Von Miller trade to the Rams, the two leaders in the NFL in tackles for a loss are Von Miller and Aaron Donald. <laughs> so, I mean, it's just it's a really bad matchup in that regard, and I think everybody's really nervous about that. But this is not the, the 2000 Ravens. You know, this is not... Um, I don't even know if they're as good as the, the way the Bucks were playing at the end of last year. Um, so I, I think they're very good defense, but I don't think they're an impenetrable defense that the Bengals can't solve. And, you know, Dave, you were talking about Higgins going over the the props. You know, you've got, a, you've got what the matchup you were looking at. If Ramsey plays against Chase, you've got Higgins with a huge size advantage on Darius yep, Williams. Yeah, over Darius Williams. Yep. Yeah, so I don't know. You know what? I'm going to tell you something. Heath has inspired me to change my pick. Good, excellent. I'm, I'm excellent. changing my pick. This is the way it's supposed to work. I'm, I'm going. I I got. I'll give my pick in a second. But I had it. I had it. At one thing. I'm gonna. I'm gonna give another touchdown to a different team, and I'm. I'm gonna ride the magic. But let's go. Fill in the blank. Blank will win the Super Bowl, and the score will be blank. Heath. Well, I was gonna say Rams 34 um, 20, oh. but now I feel like I've painted myself into a corner. So uh, 34-10 Rams. <laughs> okay. Uh, and give your MVP as well. Um, Jalen Ramsey, pick six. Ah, okay. Jamie, final score and MVP. 27-24 Rams, Stafford MVP. Dave. Jamie stole mine. Uh, it's going to be right around the south. I'll say 24-20. And Stafford MVP Rams win. I think this is this is actually legit. I really have talked myself into picking the Bengals. <laughs> I just I believe in the magic. I had it twenty four twenty one. I'm giving another touchdown to the Bengals. A late touchdown, twenty eight twenty four. Cincinnati wins. And I have in my notes Cooper Cup MVP. I'm definitely going to have to change that. Let's just go with Joe Burrow. <laughs> Joe Burrow MVP. I'm so worried about Cooper Cup though for my Bengals here. I obviously I'm worried about Aaron Donald up front and all that. Bengals. But Cup, I just I, think could have 150 yards. To just I actually up. sent a tweet out after you goaded me into saying so many bad things about the Bengals, apologizing to Bengals fans before they hear the podcast. Um, but you are the one who should have apologized. Now you just mushed. <laughs> Uh, I look. I, I don't have any. Pro- I believe in them, and I'm just gonna. St- I've believed in them since since about th- three minutes ago, and <laughs> I'm not. I'm not wavering from that. I do have. A, do have a money line bet as part of the Heath the five prop parlay that I made a few days ago. Bengals money line. So I, wait a minute. You've got a. You've got a. You've got a parlay bet with the Bengals money line, and after yesterday, you've got a parlay bet with the Rams money line. Yeah. The parlay. What kind of better are you? The bar. The, well, you know, look, it's it's a, it's a combined. 
combine fifteen dollars of betting, the the five prop the five prop parlay is plus four thousand. So uh, that's the one I really want to hit. Yeah, you're gonna root for that one. Yeah, definitely. There's a lot of things to root for. Um, okay, we'll take a break, and when we come back, we'll uh, read some of your emails. And basically, that's it. We'll be right back on Fantasy Football Today. The perfect combination of versatile athleisure and training apparel has arrived. Thanks to the visionary minds of New Balance, Clutch Athletics, and Rich Paul, the designs reflect the heart of the athlete and the spirit of the community. With rising defensive football stars Will Anderson and Chase Young on the roster, Clutch Athletics brings the best innovative gear to all athletes, giving them style and performance on and off the field. Learn more and purchase Clutch Athletics at newbalance.com. Robert Half Research indicates 9 out of 10 hiring managers are having difficulty hiring. If you have open roles, chances are you're feeling this too. That's why you need Robert Half. Our specialized recruiting professionals engage with our proprietary AI to connect businesses of all sizes with highly skilled talent in finance and accounting, technology, marketing and creative, legal, and administrative and customer support. At Robert Half, we know talent. Visit roberthalf.com today. Welcome back. Our email address is fantasyfootball at cbsi.com. And... I'm going to go to our inbox and see what we've got. I know we have some dynasty questions here. Ooh, here's one that says dynasty question for Heath. Oh, from Daniel. I don't have Twitter, so I can't message Heath directly. But my main question is, am I competing for a championship like the Rams or am I rebuilding like the Bengals? I started up a dynasty league last year. It is a league of eight newbies to dynasty, but we're all pretty savvy with football and baseball. And they did a salary cap draft. So, okay, he finished in last place with bad luck and late bloomers. He has a young team. Heath, what do you think he should do? Should he stay the course? Should he tinker? Here's his projected starting lineup in a half PPR, four point per passing <laughs> touchdown league. It actually it gets easier from here. <laughs> Listen to the core of this team and tell him what he should do. Okay, mega Super Bowl preview. Burrow. <laughs> oh, there we go. Yeah. Swift and Javante Williams. Justin Jefferson, Jamar Chase, A.J. Brown, Mike Gesicki, and Superflex, Justin Fields. Is this an eight-team league? Yes. Yes. It is? Yes. Okay. So he's got Burrow and Fields at quarterback and Superflex. He has Swift and Javante. He has Jefferson, Chase, and Brown, A.J. Brown, and he has uh, Gesicki at tight end. Uh, he also has Travis Etienne. He has Michael Carter. Not a great bench other than that. Hollywood Brown, Michael Pittman, Jerry Judy. Um, he has Elijah Moore and Kadarius Tony. So bad at tight end, though. Anyway, what would you Didn't do with this team? every draft pick last year? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> he went young. Is it a six-team league? Um, yeah, I think you should be competing for it. The thing is, you're so young that not whether you are league, competing for a championship or not, you don't think that's a that's a championship caliber team, Jamie? In an eight team league? Yeah. He's got three I mean, he's top. He's got a lot of things receivers. break right there. What's he missing? Fields. Well, I mean, in an eight team league, I don't know if Justin Fields yeah. is the best super flex. Yeah. No, you need another quarterback and you need a tight end, but he has right. hopefully two top twelve running backs and two f- top five wide receivers. Yeah. All right. Okay. I say you go for it until it's clear that you're not going to win the league, and then you tank. Well, there's no tanking because you've got 17. I mean, I I guess you could start Marquise Brown and Michael Pittman. 
Uh, he had worse Thank players you. than that. I just didn't read them. Okay. That's a great dynasty team, though. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's yeah. a lot of fun. Go get go get you a tight end. Go get you a second quarterback. Go win the league. This is a good draft coming up. It's going to have a lot of tight ends in it. Yeah. Got I would email. probably try to go get a veteran because I don't I'll think any of these rookies are going to help you win a championship this year. But maybe. Yeah, he's got enough young players where he can go get a veteran somewhere. I like to know how he built this team, though, because that's, that's quite impressive with all the young rookies mm-hmm. from last year. He built that team on rock and roll. This is from Steve. Okay, he needs help with the running backs on his team. 14-team PPR quarterback, uh, Superflex. Superflex Dynasty League. He's got the 5th and the 14th uh, picks in the rookie draft. And, okay. Should I try any of these four trades? Give up 5th and 14th for Javante Williams. Give up 5th and 14th for DeAndre Swift. Give up 5th and 14th for J.K. Dobbins or for Jalen Hurts. It is a super flex league. So he also has the 29th pick and a 3rd and a 4th round pick in a 14-team league. Would you give up your two first-round picks, 5th and 14th overall, PPR, 14-team super flex, for either Javante Williams, DeAndre Swift, J.K. Dobbins, or Jalen Hurts? Any of the first three running backs, yes. I might try to see if they'd throw in a, a 2023 pick, but... If if they won't, I would give up those two picks for any of the first three running backs. There's no chance you, I would do it for Dobbins, but for the other two, yes. Right. I was about to say, do you counter just first? You counter and say, I'll give you 14 for Dobbins. They'll say no to that, and then you say, all right, I'll give you five for Dobbins. Then you get to hang on to 14 at least. Yeah, I don't have a big difference between. I mean, there is a difference. He would be my third favorite, I think, but there's not mm-hmm. not a huge difference for me. Would you give up the picks for Swift? He said, yeah. everybody said yes on that. Yeah, I think I would too. And I think I would for Javante as well. Jamie, why were you so adamant no on Dobbins? Oh, I, I mean, I don't think the situation for Dobbins coming into this year is better than what was coming to last year. You know, he's coming off an ACL. He still have Gus Edwards. Uh, I saw a couple of mock drafts that have them actually taking a running back in the second round. Um, and you heard what uh, uh, the general manager said that they're hopeful that they'll return. Uh, and I think they kind of learned the lesson that they, they they might add to that that room a little bit. So Dobbins makes me a little bit nervous going into next season. Okay, this is from Corey. Thinking about my uh, converting my redraft league to a keeper league. How many keepers? How many years? Which rounds? Thank you as always. I'd start with two. And then if you, everybody likes it, you can move from there. Now are we keeping are we keeping players on an ex, on the existing team or are we starting anew? Drafting anew with keepers. You got to draft anew. Yeah. Okay. So then do you like round compensation? You know, do you like it moves up two rounds? You one round a year? Yep. What do you do? What do you like, Dave? I like two rounds. You move up two rounds each year for each pick. And then once you've got somebody that you're keeping for a first or a second round pick, you cannot keep them any longer at that price. They go back in the player pool the following year. Who would be the, the best value? in a league like that from last year. The latest Debo. pick. Elijah Mitchell. If you well, Mitchell was probably yeah. picked up off the waiver wire, so yeah. you have you have to set up a rule for what waiver wire guys count as. What you, should that rule be? the last round pick, or are they a mid-round some, pick? Some You've do got last to, round, some do like round eight. Yeah, right. Right. yeah we round. do round 11. Now, Okay, now, follow-up question. If someone drafts a player in round five, drops the player, 
and then you pick him up as a free agent, do you keep him as a round five player or a whatever you've designated a free agent? In our in in my league, in my league. we where wherever the player is initially acquired, that sticks with him all year. So he would be a third round pick next year. Yeah, in my league, if he's dropped, you can pick him up as a free agent and keep him for a last round pick. Mm. Yeah, I don't play in a league like that. So, recapping our Super Bowl picks: Heath thirty-four ten Rams with Ramsey as the MVP. Obviously ridiculous. I was pretty Ramsey today. Yeah, you were. Jamie twenty-seven twenty-four Rams Stafford. Dave twenty-four twenty Rams Stafford. My initial pick was 24-21 with Cup, but then Heath fired me up and I went. I gave the Bengals a game-winning touchdown, 28-24. Bengals and Joe Burrow. Who scores, the Who scores it? Joe Burrow on a 15-yard scramble. Now, here's my, here's my bold prediction. This game is going to be decided on the final play. It is going to come down to the final play of the game. It will be some type of, of walk-off. It doesn't have to be a walk-off necessarily. It could be somebody getting right. stopped at the goal line, but it's going to be decided on the final play. It will be uh, fitting for what has been the most dramatic and one of the best NFL seasons of all time. It brings me to my favorite stat for this game, and it's really a stat about the Bengals. They've played 20 games this year. 17 of the 20 games have either been a Bengals win or a Bengals loss by three points or fewer. And one of the games that they lost by more than three points was the Week 18 garbage game against Cleveland. Mm. And you throw that one out, and it's only two games this year where they've lost by four-plus points. And they are four playing close. What's that, Heath? About three? three. three. Mm -hmm. (laughs) (laughs) With Jalen Ramsey getting that pick six. Thank you guys very much. Great Great preview, great content. We'll talk to you after the game on Fantasy Football Today in 5. Actually, we have more Fantasy Football Today in 5 coming up. We have props from Jacob Gibbs and Chris Towers. Uh, That's going to drop on Saturday and Sunday. Don't forget to watch The Early Edge on YouTube.com slash Sportsline beginning two hours before the game and continuing throughout the game. Uh, One more thing I forgot to do. I just want to get an update on the Twitter poll from yesterday. If you could only have one at your Super Bowl party... Would it be pizza or wings? And with 1,600 votes, wings by a nose, 53% to 47%. A, a big nose, I guess. I asked my family. Everybody in my family said wings. It's like they're not even related to me. <laughs> Are you having pizza or wings, Dave? Uh, we're going to probably end up having both because I'm fat, but pizza would be my preferred choice. So Dave will go against his entire family if he had to make this choice. And What are you having, Adam? I think... Wings for sure. I, I'm not catering, so it's not really up to me. But uh, I'm going to bring a special homemade dip, but. and it's going to be a bowl of raisins as a practical joke. So, <laughs> everybody feels about that. Hold on, but Heath, you're the you're the master here. What are you cooking up for Super Bowl Sunday? I don't know if I'm a master. Uh, wings. I've got 12 pounds of wings and a pair, pounds. 12 pair pounds, of uh, five or six pound pork butts. So I've got about oh, 20, 20 to 24 pounds of meat and, and oh. bone. Man, and, how uh, many people? Have some different, uh, fix them all in the smoker. Have some different flavors of wings. How many people are we pork. talking about here, Heath? Uh, I would estimate around 15, maybe 16, 20. 21. So about, <laughs> uh, about a pound, a pound of meat per person. That's that's a lot of meat. Well, no, there's some there's oh, some man. bone in there. Oh, okay, okay. Yeah, Adam hit the music because we're I not having chicken nuggets. 
what music am I hitting? The porn music? Dun, 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 dun. Okay, hold on. Uh, <laughs> oh, <laughs> Dave is thinking about food right now. Enjoy the Super Bowl, everybody. We'll talk to you right after the game. Neath at the grill, smoke in the air, football on TV. Every man's fantasy. Later, everybody. You ready for this? Yeah. If is the most original and heartfelt movie in years. Magic like this comes around once in a lifetime. This Friday, experience it with your whole family. Can we do it again? If. Ready PG.